hello there. My name is Brad, and this is work advice for me. I'm so glad you're listening today because today is the first of two consecutive weeks we're going to delve into the spooky. It's Halloween, right? Or next week is Halloween. Today is the week before Halloween. I love paranormal stuff. I love ghosts. I love anything that could scare my wife, basically. And today, we get a chance to chat with someone that is an expert on something that I find really spooky. Our quest to meet successful people who do cool things that I personally find interesting is going to take us down to Key West, Florida. I watched last year the Robert the Doll documentary. I think it's on Max. I know it's on Max right now and Discovery Plus, but this doll and this documentary was incredible. So I wanted the Work Advice family to be able to learn more about Robert the Doll. So I reached out to the expert, David Sloan, about Robert the Doll. He's going to share how many years he has spent researching this doll, the rules we have to obey or rule we have to obey when visiting Robert the Doll. He's going to share with us the first time he ever saw Robert the Doll. He's also going to let us know what his favorite horror movie is. So, it's a pretty packed pod, pretty packed conversation, but I know you're going to want to listen to it. But before we get to the conversation, you know, these pesky algorithms, I've been hearing a lot about algorithms lately, and I want to encourage you guys, if you're listening right now and you love our Halloween spooktacular that we're doing, Please leave us a review. The more reviews we get, the more you'll be able to find us on iTunes or Spotify. So please, I encourage you guys, leave us a review. Positive reviews are good. Negative reviews, eh, that's, nobody really wants those, right? Nobody wants to be told that they're ugly. But if you must, please tell us that we're ugly. That's fine. Also, today is another special episode because... Right after, you're going to get B and I as we recap the show because we listened to David Sloan together, and we get to actually talk about it right after the show, so you're going to get the recap today. I can't wait. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Work Advice For Me, and you can email the show, workadviceforme at gmail.com. So let's uh, take your Halloween mask off, put the candy down, Probably put away any dolls you have during this conversation because it's going to make you, it's going to freak you out. I promise you. Uh, Sit back and enjoy our conversation with David Sloan. Okay, so what was your childhood like? I grew up in Pennsylvania uh, until I was about 11. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I remember there, my mom took me to a Rolling Stones concert and then we moved to Texas. And, uh, and it was good. I mean, I really, I really felt at home in Texas, but, um, you know, I, I made my best friends there. I was there through high school. Um, and then I ended up moving to Florida uh, for college. So I moved around a little bit, but uh, I was in, in certain places enough time to kind of form a basis. And it's interesting because now we're spending a lot more time back in Pennsylvania. Um, so it's almost like everything's coming around in a circle. Ah, are you a Rolling Stones fan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big Rolling Stones fan. And you know, when I was 11, 
I had a friend who got me into that kind of music. You know, he turned me on to the doors and Jimi Hendrix and all that kind of stuff. And, and that was one of the early things that lit a spark under me. And I thought it was pretty incredible. And then when the stones were coming in concert, I asked my mom, I said, Hey, can we go to the stones concert? And she was incredible. And so she took me and my sister out of school and took us to the stones at JFK stadium. Wow. Don't you admire that? They're still going, and what are they in their late seventies at this point? Yeah, they, they must be. I mean, who knows? Maybe even eighties by now. Gosh, I, I do like the songs. I'm a Deadhead. I love the Grateful Dead. So, I, anytime mm-hmm. they're on, I want to mm-hmm. listen to them. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and I think the Grateful Dead. I mean, similar things. I think the best concert I've ever been to was the Grateful Dead. Um, you know, they they really know how to take things to the next level. They definitely do. So you end up down in Florida, right? What, right. what what was it like? Okay, I want. How do I ask? Has has ghosts and that kind of stuff always fascinated you as a child? Where did that fascination come from? So I had a kindergarten teacher in Pennsylvania, Mrs. Ubisider, mm-hmm. and every day she'd tell us about the ghost at her house, and it was a Native American spirit. And she, you know, she'd tell stories about it knocking around behind the walls. They used to throw her cat down the stairs, didn't like her cat a bit. And these stories really stuck with us. And, and, you know, she'd start every day with the latest antics of her ghost. And she promised on the last day of class, she would show us a photograph of her ghost. And sure enough, she did on that last day she came in with a little slide photograph and it was a flower pot on her windowsill, and you could see the spirit standing behind it. So I've always had the interest in the paranormal. Um, I don't think I ever knew to what level. And then my great aunt ran a hotel, a uh, great old hotel that my great grandfather was supposed to haunt. Um, so the first spirit that I actually saw was there. I remember looking up in the window where where the room was that he was supposed to be haunting, and I saw him looking back out. That was the first ghost you ever saw? Yeah. Did it, did it freak you out? Because I got to be honest, I would have been scared to death. No, what I found with the paranormal, normally when these things happen that we look back on as scary, normally when they happen, they're not. Because the brain is more confused. And the brain's trying to line up all these things like, okay, what's causing that? You know, is it a light reflection? Is there an actual human there? Is there this? Is there that? Is there that? So it's trying to make sense of things. And then I think it's after we've ruled all that out, when we turn around, we're like, whoa, what the hell is that? And so I think, you know, so there's not that moment for that for that sheer terror or anything like that. You know, movies are good for that. But I think when you actually encounter the paranormal at first, it's just kind of weird. Spe- speaking of movies, what's the scariest movie you've ever seen? It's going back a long, long way because I'm more into music than movies. But uh, I remember when I was a kid seeing American Werewolf in London and when his hands grew. I was terrified. Oh, wow. uh, ran out of ran out of the theater. I mean, I, I was I was a kid. I was probably I was probably too young to be seeing it. Uh, and I've, I've gone back and watched that scene again, and there's nothing scary about it now. But at the time, I remember that terrifying me. Um, and uh, but apart from that, I really like I really like going out in the real world and trying to trying to find things to freak me out there. 
I, I was thinking you were going to say poltergeist. I was having this conversation with my buddies uh, earlier this week, and we all came to the assumption it was poltergeist. Was, but I said poltergeist, and they were correcting me on that. It's poltergeist. They were letting yeah, me know. And, and, and that was a good one. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I get to spend time in a fort that was built on top of a, of a burial ground. So, <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so real life. So let's let's talk about real life, real life horrors and real life scares. What what's the scariest places that you've been to in America? Besides where we're going to talk about where you where you're at now, uh, don't include that one outside of where you're outside of Key West. Where is where's some places you've gone to that you know are pretty scary? You know, it's interesting because over um, you know when everything was on lockdown, I started doing a show called Scared and Alone where one person would go to the haunted location and several others would get to um, direct them um, from, from the safety of our, of our own computers. Mm-hmm. And this, this show it became something really fascinating because we at times when everybody involved was starting to have activity happen, we had really strange things happen. Um, but the one that stands out to me was the Valeska Axe murder house. And uh, the, the Courtney, who is the ghost bait who goes into these houses, um, she wasn't even able to stay the night there. I mean, she was supposed to stay the entire night, but it just got too intense. And just being there and experiencing it through her, that stands out as one of my top places. Um, when uh, I was inspired to start operating ghost tours after I went to Edinburgh in Scotland, and we were looking for a bookstore there and I saw a little chalkboard that said the ghost tour tonight. And you didn't really have ghost tours in the United States. Mm-hmm. And there might've been, there might've been two or three. And uh, I, I'm like, Oh, I've got to go on this. So this ghost tour, they took us to the underground vaults and in Scotland in Edinburgh, they could only build up so many levels with the current architecture, you know, at the time. So they started building down you know, down to the ground and they had these vaults that went several stories underneath and there was a great fire that heated them up and killed everybody down there. And you walked into those vaults and it it was absolutely insane. I mean, knowing that you're six stories below ground that you could very easily be trapped. There were some witches who had set up uh, an altar for protection. And one of the guests on the tour, he started kind of screaming. Something was going through his backpack, pulling all of his stuff out of it, and he was standing at the back of the group. Oh, wow. Wow. So that was pretty intense. Uh, I, that's that's an intense story. I want to actually go back. Did you say Courtney was ghost bait? Yeah. Yeah. She's, explain, she's been, explain ghost bait to me, because that's a Fascinating term that I've never heard before. And I would not want that job. We'll find these great historic homes. You know, the producers wind up these different houses, um, these great, great uh, haunted locations. And she goes in alone. Um, she'll go in with her with her phone just to, you know, so we get the live feed from her. And uh, as she's going through, we'll kind of reveal the story to her. She'll go through different rooms. She'll try to interact with the spirits and get them involved. So she's really the bait to lure them out. And it gets, it, it's, 
it's a it's pretty wild what can happen okay so what would you say to skeptics that are like I, i've never seen a ghost i don't believe it because you I mean you've seen it you believe it what would you tell someone that doesn't right well I, i'd say i don't blame you um because i think everybody's a little different what i've found with paranormal mm-hmm. it's really interesting i, I was so I started ghost tours in Key West in 1996 and we used to go by this old haunted theater and it had formerly been a church and there was a story about it burning with children in it. And we're standing out there one night and the the place is abandoned. You can see inside the door straight down the aisles Mm -hmm. and somebody looks and they said, what's that? And so some other people start looking and it's like, well, I'll be damned. And there's this, white almost like mist or ball of cotton that started moving towards us and it was getting larger and larger and larger. And when it got up to the window, it turned into a little girl and she was trans, she was transparent. She was less than a foot from my face. She looked out at the street, but she was looking right through us. It was as if she didn't see a single one of us there. And then she turned around and she disappeared. Now, when this was happening, with a group of about 30 people, uh, approximately half of them could see this. And they're just standing there in amazement saying, oh, my God, look at her, look at her. And then the other 15 people were like, what? What is it? I can't see anything. And, you know, the people who are seeing her are like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, so afterwards, in talking to different people, none of them were lying. Okay, mm-hmm. Some of them saw it. Some of them didn't see it. Um, but you know, people who weren't together described the same thing. Um, and it got me thinking, well, why, why is this something that only some of the people would see? And I think it works with frequencies, you know, uh, almost like with a radio station, you know, if you and I shared a car mm-hmm. and I listened to, I listen to heavy metal and you listen to rock and roll and I get in the car and I push the button and it starts playing heavy metal. But when you get in, it plays rock and roll. And if I told you, I'm like, oh, there's heavy metal coming through here. There's country coming through here. You'd be like, no, absolutely not. It only plays rock and roll because of the tuning. And so I think with the paranormal, it's almost like a tuning thing like that. Um, and different things can can lead to us being more tuned in. I think some people are born with it. Um, some people can reach that level by studying it and being around it a lot. Uh, and then there's other people who reach it through, um, you know, th- through drugs or alcohol or, um, or, you know, I think people who are deemed crazy, but I think crazy is kind of down there on that dial, uh, with the paranormal mm-hmm. where, where it's just fine tuning and people will be labeled as crazy, but maybe they're just more tuned in to this stuff happening on a different level. I think if, if someone's getting, if they're seeing a lot of ghosts, it probably would drive them to drinking also, right? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think that's a very real thing. Yeah, if you're okay, so so do people come up to you and tell you their ghost stories a lot of times? Yeah, yeah, all the time. So so do you ever hear stories where in your mind, if if I'm telling you a story, you're like, this guy's full of crap. Or do you or do you measure every one of them as you know it could have happened? Or is there just people that come up and you're like, no, nah, that's that. There's no way that happened. I'm not really there to judge them as mm-hmm. to whether their story is real or not. Mm-hmm. 
Because, you know, I think if they're telling the story, then there's a purpose for it with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with, with me being so separated, you know, without being there, without experiencing it, True. Um, you know, it's very difficult to judge. I mean, you can, a- after dealing with ghost stories for a long time, you can pick up on certain things that, you know, you know, you can tell stories that are urban legends that have been passed down a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so if someone's trying to pass one of those off as their own, um, a lot of times you can tell the stories that have been passed along like that. But for the most part, people are very sincere and, uh, you know, with whatever it is they're experiencing, um, you know, if if they believe it's a, a spirit, I'm not one to, to tell them, no, that's not, what's happening. I like that. So, you know, uh, was it last year or the year before the Robert, the doll documentary came on discovery mm-hmm. was it last year? Uh, I think, it, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, last year, maybe beginning of this year. I gotta say one of the best discovery documentaries I've watched and great, great, great story. It was, I, I, I must've talked about it for a week with my buddy Trent who mm-hmm. shares mm-hmm. my same horror fascination and, and, and paranormal fascination that, that you and I, I share. I've just never had a ghost experience. So I, if I did, I would totally want to share that with you right now, but I don't have one. Um, what brought you down to Key West and what was your first interaction with Robert the doll? I moved to Key West to start a ghost tour after I saw the one in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, that's what I want to do. I used to manage cruise ships. So I, I uh, quit my corporate job and moved to Key West. And I was, you know, I was trying to research the ghost there. I was finding nothing. Nobody was talking about ghosts at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I hit the treasure trove um, on one of my trips to the library. They had this walk in vault with all these clippings from the past 30 years and I marked all the different haunted houses that I could find reference to on a map and started knocking on doors and I went to the artist house which is the home where Robert the doll lived and the owner Daryl answered the door and I said hey I'm here to talk to you about your ghost and he said oh you want to hear about Robert I said, no, I'm looking, I, I want to hear about Anne, because the ghost of Anne Otto was the one that I had read about. He goes, oh, no, you want to hear about Robert? I said, no, I really want to hear about Anne. He started talking about this haunted doll, and I thought he was crazy. And then he said, do you want to see the room where, the attic room where Robert lived? And I said, yeah. The phone, you know, old school telephones, it flew off the hook and extended all the way out and bounced back. Uh, a bookcase, the door opened up, tried to stop us from going up the stairs. We get up to this attic, and it looked like a creepy kids party um, was about to take place. And the whole energy changed. Uh, I thought I was going to get physically ill if I didn't get out of the attic. And, and I, you know, he was telling me the story there. And I said, I said, thanks for your time. I said, I got to go. And I asked him where I could find the doll. And he said, he said, he's at the 40s Martello museum, but he's not on display. You got to call. So I started calling the museum and anybody who was there was like, we can't show him to you today. Why don't you call tomorrow when so-and-so is working? 
and nobody wanted to bring him out. And then I finally got an appointment to see him and the curator, she came out with him and she was kind of cradling him in her arms and she's talking to him. She said, she said, Hey Robert, this is David. He's starting a ghost tour. He wants to take some photos of you. And I looked at her and I thought, I thought she's crazy. And <laughs> she went, they're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with what they think about this doll. And then she set him down on the table and left me alone. And there was nothing to the doll. You know, I didn't feel anything from him. I didn't get a sense that it was haunted. Um, there was really absolutely nothing. And then I went to, I took a couple of photos and I went to take his hat off of his head so I could get a photo without the hat. As I went to grab for that hat, boom, he came alive. Oh. And he changed. There was something in him. He did not want me touching his hat. And the way he changed was just so dramatic. I thought, oh my God. So I got, I grabbed the camera. I tried to snap a picture. It didn't go. I tried three shots. It did not go. Um, when I set the camera down on the table or turned it around to look at it, boom, 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 it fires off three shots in the wrong direction. I try to take another picture of him with that expression. Camera doesn't work. And then I swear it was like he laughed. And the spirit that was in him just kind of like faded away. And that's when I knew that I had to get to the bottom of what was happening with Robert. Because nobody knew, nobody knew the, the history of him at the time. It was, it was just legends. Nobody knew where he was really made. People said, oh, you know, created by an angry servant. Um, but, but not much else was known. So from that point, how long before you really, how, how much research and how much time did you spend researching Robert? I've spent 26 years now, so it's been an ongoing thing. Um, but the first, I'd say the first three to four years um, were really when the most important things came about. Um, I was able to, find archives of the Otto family that were in the library mm-hmm. in that walk-in vault and nobody knew about them being there. But um, Ann Otto had been a librarian in her later years and she left all the family documents there. And there were thousands of letters between Gene and his wife. Gene's the boy who mm-hmm. ended up, uh, you know, who had Robert. Um, there were letters from them when they were in France back to the family. So lots of letters, lots of correspondence and um, going through all that, you know, you, you could read a hundred letters and just gain one little nugget. But it helped give this full understanding of the autos, you know, what they were like as people. And then some of the documents in there were very helpful in identifying someone who was a nanny and, uh, and a servant to the auto family. Um, getting some of the early auto family history, you know, with their connections to Germany. So when all of that came together, that really pieced together the true history and helped fill in the blanks on these legends and and helped trace those to their origins. And then from there, it's been studying the paranormal aspects and saying, okay, well, if Robert's doing this, what could explain this? And that's helped evolve our understanding of him. So so what's what's the spirit in the doll? Like, it, it, it's not Robert, right? It's a spirit in the doll. Is it, 
we believe there's multiple entities. Multiple. And okay. Multiple entities. And the main entity, like the original entity, um, I believe is the, the daughter of Emmeline Abbott, who was, um, who was the servant for the auto. She was the nanny to Eugene. She lost a child um, sometime between 1900 and 1910, same time that Robert the Doll arrived. Gene's okay. father was a doctor. So she would have gone there for treatment. And, and you know, w- with when the child was lost, um, we think that she blamed the Otto family. And she might have sought out a voodoo practitioner to put a curse on the doll. Um, there's, uh, there's psychics. Well, you saw Cindy Kaza in the, uh, in the Robert the Doll shock doc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this, the stuff of hers that didn't make it, she, she's incredible with what her knowledge was of that location. And she's one of the more perceptive people I've ever run into. Um, and she said that there was a portal that was opened up there and that, um, that that portal is not going to be closed. Wow. And what we think happens now up at the fort when people disrespect the doll, that little child spirit gets its feelings hurt. And it's almost like it tags the people who disrespect it. And, and then these other entities come out and latch onto those people and follow them home and make their lives hell. Yeah, and that's, and what, then, I, that's what I was going to ask you is the rules. Can you explain the rules really fast to listeners what the rules are if you go visit Robert. Yeah, so it really just one rule, be respectful. Respect There's Robert the doll. Respect Robert the doll. Respect Robert's fort, and you should be fine. Uh, you'll see in there, it, it says, don't forget, you have to ask permission um, to take Robert's photo. Uh, I think that's a horrible idea, um, asking permission of an entity. You know, from the paranormal side, I think that's dangerous. Um, you know, the, the museum who owns Robert the doll, they're charged with taking care of him as an artifact, um, which which is what which is what their main priority is, and they do an incredible job at it. They're one of the oldest nonprofit organizations in all of Key West. So, uh, so they're aware. You know, they, obviously they know about his curse and about the hauntings. And all of the letters that people send to him, there's close to 10,000 now. Those all become artifacts as well. Um, but up there on the wall, it'll say, don't forget, you have to ask permission. And that's just a human-created legend that's been perpetuated. So nobody's doing that with malice. But I think it can be very dangerous when you ask an entity for permission. So, so you bring up a good point. First, you would say, if you and I were visiting Robert tomorrow, you would say, Brad... Don't ask permission to take the photo. Just take it, but be respectful to Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so these letters are, what first, what would you say to the guy that says, you know, screw Robert. I don't care about Robert. I'm going to be myself when I go in there, and I don't care about being respectful. What, respectful, what would you tell that guy? I'd say you'll probably be fine. Okay. You know, because it's really, you know, but if they're just in and they're just themselves, great. But if you go in and you flip Robert off, if you stick your tongue out at him, um, you know, if you, t- if you tell him that um, <laughs> there's people who do some really crazy stuff, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, so you have to be pretty disrespectful is what I've found. You know, it has to be blatant disrespect. And if people want to test that, you know, that, that's on them. What, what's one of the saddest letters? Because, I mean, you've probably seen some of the letters. Are, are these like people, they're begging Robert to forgive them, right? That's what the letters basically yeah. consist of, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, they come in different levels. Um, you know, some some of them are uh, are much more tame, but uh, I've seen ones where where people um, have their pets die, have their childrens die, have serious accidents, uh, serious illnesses. Um, you know, and some of these letters just they'll list a dozen different things that are going wrong. Oh my gosh! And do you think the letters, when they come, do you think Robert? And the spirits release them of that at that point because they're asking for forgiveness, or do you think the letters do more to to create try to create peace in your mind, the the, the sender of the letter? You know, I I think um, it, there might be a little bit of both, but I've found you know whenever whenever a letter comes in, um, the doll tenders, people who take care of Robert, there they'll make sure that the the letter is read to Robert, you know. Um, so we'll, we'll read those letters aloud and I find it makes a difference. Otherwise I wouldn't do that. Um, but you know, a lot of these, a lot of times the people who send in the letters, I don't get follow-ups from them. You know, mm-hmm. it's, they send, they send the letter to Robert. Um, I, I read it to Robert confidentially. You know, we, we don't, we don't include anybody's names. If there's other people around with the one that we read a letter. Um, but I believe it makes a difference, you know, because we see people who come back through the years and sometimes people will come back and they'll say, Hey, I sent a letter and things got better after that. And they'll stop by in person just to say thanks to him. Wow. I find, I find Robert the doll so fascinating. You, uh, one more, a couple more questions. One, you said that you're still learning and you, you've been researching for 26 years. What's something new recently that, you know, in the last year or two, you've found out about Robert, you didn't know you know, five years ago. I I think it was pretty interesting. Um, So like when Cindy Kayser was down here, um, she was picking up on so much stuff and stuff that there's no way that she'd know. Um, And, and that filled in some key details. You know, we knew that there were multiple entities. We knew that there was a, a child spirit who was the main spirit there. And, but she, she tied in that, um, that the mom had sought out a voodoo practitioner, uh, hadn't been one herself, which to me was a key piece because every little nugget's important now. Um, and she was also to, able to better explain the portal, you know, that, that that's what allows the multiple entities to travel uh, back and forth to where the doll is. Wow. So I just, I just love it. I encourage anybody listening right now to watch the the documentary. It's a great documentary. It's on HBO. It's on Max right now, um, and Discovery Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's next for you? In, anything you want to plug? Yeah, right now uh, in Key West, there's some other great haunted locations, and we've been doing. We just start, started the haunted firehouse experience. It's a really cool 1906 firehouse, and there's a lot of firefighters, uh, you know, who served there. 
that they're still honing it, but there's there's some really interesting stuff. Um, some there's a few dark stories. There's the, some great protective ghosts. There's a missing fire chief who still haunts the place. So that I'm absolutely loving doing that right now. And then um, sometime next year, the old jail is supposed to open up. A, a missing fire chief. Wow. Any, yeah. Any yeah. Yeah, his name is Joseph Bum Farto. Chief Bum Farto was his name. And uh, he went missing in the 1970s after he was convicted of trafficking cocaine. And nobody knew where he went. Um, some people said he was killed off by Colombian drug lords. Other people said that he escaped to Costa Rica. And it's been an enduring mystery for about 50 years. Um, and, you know, he'd be 100 and, 105 now, I think. Um, so his spirit, his, his is one of the real interesting ones uh, at the Firehouse Museum. You know, it's a 1907 firehouse, uh, but it's set up as a museum, so it stores a lot of artifacts um, related to firefighting. So we don't know if those have attachments, but it, it's an incredible place. And, and Bumfardo still watches over it. Wow. Well, David, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate getting to chat with you for this Halloween, you know, month uh, chat. It was really great. And uh, yeah, it's I'll, been a blast. I'll keep following your work. And uh, thanks again, man. Excellent. I look forward to next time. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Well, what's up, guys? Uh, actually, let's start that over. I don't like that. No, uh, no keep it. No. Hey, okay, let's what's keep up, it. guys? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What? I'm Brad from I'm the Brad. podcast. And this is work advice for me. And this is a Halloween special episode. <laughs> B, would you like to play a game? This is hilarious. Are we actually about to play a game? No. No, okay, but okay. that's my saw voice. <laughs> Hello, B, would oh, you I like to that. play a game? Is that a scary movie, I guess? It is a scary and movie. Does he say that line in that movie? He does. He, he goes, Okay. you've lived your life in... I don't know. He has a story, but then he puts you in a contraption. You got to get out of it. So today, this is work advice for B and I. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's work advice. This is ghost advice. Ghost advice 101. Scary we, advice. You just listened to ghost 101. And I got to say, David was a great conversation. I enjoyed it thoroughly. But I am a horror hound. I love the paranormal, and I love stories about that. Mm. Not me. I'm just I. I don't. I'm a. I'm a serious skeptic. Do I believe in spirits and spiritual activity? Yep, I do. Do I believe that there is like a ghost that's like you can like kind of white, but kind of you can see through it and like it looks at you and it like plays with toys? No, I don't think like so. a Casper, the friendly ghost. OK, so my husband feels like he has had a ghost interaction in. The oh, home what's he, that story? In the home he grew up in, he said like he was downstairs, like doing whatever. The house is empty. He hears like. His in his sister's room, there's like toys. His sister's younger than him. There's like toys, and like something was like playing with the toys. And he goes up there, and there's nothing there. And he goes back downstairs, and he hears the thing like you pushing the buttons and the song going, and like all of that. 
Like basically one of those toys is like you push the button and it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something dumb like that. But like he kept checking like nothing's up there. No one's home. Yeah. That is crazy. Uh, I don't really have a ghost experience other than I took my wife when we were dating to see Paranormal Activity, which was a really creepy movie, probably in my top three all-time scariest movies. And I went home to my house by myself, dropped her off at her apartment. And while I was in the living room trying to sleep, yeah, uh, my golf clubs fell over in one of the guest rooms and was really loud. That's not a ghost thing, though. But why would they fall over? Because they're heavy. Okay, so what led me to the living room? Okay, so when I moved in this house, I didn't. I moved, I bought a house um, by myself before I married my wife. I'd owned this house. I was, I'd lived in this house. And I must have been there like a week. And I was in my bedroom sleeping. It's the first time I'd ever really lived on my own. Yeah. Not, you know, in a in a 1800 square foot house by myself. But you were like scared, yeah, I mean. Well, I wasn't scared. Kind of though. This is what scared me. I'll tell you, I was fine. I laid in the bed and in my dream. That's not real. Hold on. I had a dream. Okay. That I was in my bed, in my bedroom. At the foot of my bed was my mom who passed away in 1984, wearing the same gown she was wearing in the casket. Because I remember that. That's like a trauma memory. Hold on. Okay. She's at the foot of my bed. It's her, but her face is not her face. It's pure evil staring at me from the foot of my bed. Now, my dad's a loyal listener to our podcast. He's probably like, that's a terrible dream. Sorry, Dad, I had this dream. And, you know, when you lose a loved one, you want them to pop up in your dreams. She's been gone 39 years, and I may have had seven dreams with her in them. Mm. Not many. Few and far between. But that's one of them. Yeah. So, after that moment, from 2008... To when I got married to my wife yeah. in 2010, I slept in the living room. Stop. I did. It I would, freaked you out. Free, I would not sleep in that room. I would make a bed on my couch. That breaks my heart. Every night does, and sleep. Does she know your wife? Oh, yeah. She knows the story. It freaked me out. Like, I could not sleep in that room again because it's weird when you have a dream and it's in that yeah. room you're sleeping at. Yeah. And the bed's in the same spot. And you look up at the foot, and they're just staring at you, hovering while you're sleeping. Okay, so then when you got married, your wife moved in. Did you guys keep that bedroom, or did you switch to a different bedroom? Because that stayed in that bedroom, and I slept in there with her. But it was fine because now your wife's in there. You got to. But when she would travel, I wouldn't sleep back there by myself. Even as a married man, I would sleep in the living room. Now you've moved from that house into a different house. Yeah. And now I sleep in my bedroom. Like my wife's gone this weekend, so I'm batching it. So I will sleep in our bed this weekend. You're single dadding it. Don't forget you have kids. No, they're going with her. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's just me. Oh, my gosh. Living the dream. You're <laughs> such a loser. She doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can say <laughs> living the dream. But That's my favorite part about her is that she doesn't listen to this Yeah, podcast. she doesn't listen, so I can say whatever. But my son, 
she had a paranormal act. She had a paranormal incident with my son at the house, the old house. She no. was talking to him, and he starts staring into a room. And she's like, Max, what are you doing? And he's like, huh? huh? And he just keeps looking. And she's like, what are you looking at? And he said, nothing, nothing, really quick. And then she said, what are you looking at? And he, he wouldn't tell. And then she said, did you see something? He's like, no, 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 I didn't see anything. But he got really short. We believe to this day he saw someone in that room because he was like five or six at the time. And when we were moving out of that house, we found out that the lady I bought the house from, yeah. her husband died in the house. Uh-uh. Yes. So he may have knocked over the golf clubs just to be a joke on me. But I was already sleeping in the living room at that point, so it didn't matter. It did get old. Like, if someone come to visit, I would have to, you know, take all my sheets back to the bedroom so they didn't think I was a weirdo sleeping on the couch. My gosh. Yeah. So that's my paranormal uh, good podcast. Oh, my gosh. We're done. We should start a paranormal podcast where we just talk about paranormal stuff all the time. I don't like it. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. I don't It's just, like, weird. It's just weird. It's a very, like, niche thing. People are just, they, they are, everyone's different. What did you think, okay, my coworker Courtney works with me, and he Your has co-worker a- coworker works with you, Brad? Yeah, she does. does my she? coworker Courtney works with me, <laughs> but- he has a ghost bait, Courtney. What do you think it would take to get Courtney we know? You're Courtney to be ghost bait? To be ghost bait. I don't know. I don't even <laughs> believe in ghost bait. Like, it's so weird. It's so yeah, but weird. still, would you want to be the only person going into a creepy house? No. Like, that's a terrible gig. No, no. Like, that's really pulling the short straw, right? No. And the whole thing with, like, the doll, and you have to, like, ask it permission. You have to be respectful. Like, this is an inanimate object. Okay, he kind of threw me off on that because I've always heard you got to ask permission because my buddy Trent and I. Yeah, but people like to, like, talk up a thing that's probably not even a thing for, like, dramatization and nonsense and people like wow factors. That's weird. My buddy Trent and I, Trent will not, will not go see Robert the Doll with me. Uh, yeah, no. Because he thinks that I'll disrespect the doll. He he thinks that at some point I'll He go, believes in the whole nan, thing. Nan, nan, boo, boo, stick your head in doo-doo <laughs> and, and walk out of there, and oh then gosh. we'll be cursed. Because that's our thing. Our wives do not like us going to these haunted places. We want to go to... Oh, so y'all do the haunted stuff. We do the haunted stuff. Oh we've been gosh. We've been to the Ohio State Penitentiary. Me? Okay, me and my husband's best friends are all into the haunted things. Like, we're about to go take a trip. and the You are? No, no, no. Well, we're about to go take a trip. But the friends, the best friends, are like, yeah, we're going to go do haunted XYZ. And do you guys want to come? And I'm, I, like, gave her a look. And she's like, I know you don't want to come, but y'all go do your thing. Do they listen to our podcast? No. They got to listen to this one. It's haunted stuff. Yeah, they like the the tours and the trails and the that that stuff in different towns. So every time we go on a trip together, we go like a couple times a year to wherever. Every every time we go, there is a haunted ghost tour trail, whatever. My kind you of call travel it. people. No. So dumb. When Trent and I go somewhere, we try to plan if it's a dude's trip, is there, is there any ghost things we could For do? For real? We went to Boston on our last trip, because we wanted to go to Salem and see the the horror there. 
That's a witch thing. Yeah, but Salem now is like Myrtle Beach. It's just a bunch of like stores and witch stores. But uh, Trent does not want to go see Robin Dahl with me, and we want to go to the Bell Witch Cave. I don't know what that is. It's in Tennessee, and basically it's a haunted cave. But if you bring home a rock from there, it haunts you. Like, your life goes. A rock haunts you. A rock. You're not supposed to take anything from there. So Trent and I always talk about who would we, and you'll hear this in the next podcast, who would we put a rock in? We could bring a rock home to drop in someone's bag, and then we watch their life go down down the tubes. That's not you. Don't actually believe that would happen to you. No, I don't. Okay, but Trent's like, wife, Trent's wife, does not want us going there because she's afraid we'll bring a rock home, <laughs> and our life will be ruined. And Trent doesn't want to go see Robert because he's afraid I'll say na 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 boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. So they actually believe that this crap would happen. They really don't, but she thinks me and Trent are idiots. Our wives think we're idiots, so we'd probably end up doing something. Now, I have another friend, not going to name their name, but they listen to our show. Okay. He said he would not treat Robert the Daw well. He would, like, fart on Robert the Daw and not even care. Like, if, if it was me, if I somehow had possession of this doll and someone was like, yeah, it, um, it's like possessed or whatever. I would be like, okay, yeah. And then I would just throw it away. Like that's, it's so weird. Like it's just an old gross doll. But what if it shows back up? What it looks like. What if it shows back up? What do you mean? Like what if you throw it out in the gar- garbage, the garbage, and the garbage, and then you show up the next morning the and it's sitting on your kitchen table again. You're like, oh my gosh. Then I do would Do you be poop like, yourself who? at that point? No, I would be like, I would use my common sense brain and be like, who took this out of the trash and brought it back in the house? And then I would fuss at my kids. And then if no one owned up to it, I would burn it. Like whatever, put it in a fire pit and burn it. That's weird, Brad. The whole thing is so weird. This guy though is a cool dude because he has spent 26 years researching Robert. Yeah. He's super cool. He knows like a lot of stuff. I was under the impression. I thought maybe he's a skeptic. So it's hard for me to like, be hard for me to take it all seriously. But he Just said like the he gets alien it. Guy, I couldn't get. I couldn't take the alien. Dan guys. Harari couldn't. I couldn't. Cause I is there is there life? Sure. Is it green and like walking around among us? No. That's what I'm saying. The, is there spiritual stuff going on? Spirits and like yeah, for sure. But like, is it in a doll? No, no. Come on, that's movie stuff. That's not real. What are you a bigger skeptic on? What do you... Wait, let me ask you this. What do you think is more real? Okay. An alien or a ghost? What do you have the better chance, the odds of being... Gosh. Factual. I'm going to go ghost. A ghost, but not in a white thing from, like, the camera, and you can kind of see through it. Like, not that. I don't think it's that. Okay, so... I think we've just, like, gotten... Like, movies have just messed us up. So, there's a good ghost story I like. Okay. Uh, I love hearing it. I've heard it a couple times on on a podcast, uh, Jim Harold's Campfire, that I'm a loyal listener to. If you like haunted stories... People call in and tell Jim they're on a story. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. This is so stressful. How did I not know that you were so into Oh, I'm so into it. Stuff? I'm very much into it. At night, I'll lay in the bed with with my wife, 
and turn the TV off and turn his campfire podcast on and just listen you to people. You have a serious problem. You try to get scared before you go to bed? Uh, Yeah, but she left town today, so I haven't listened to it because I don't want to be freaked out this weekend thinking about a ghost in my house. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big weenie. I'm a big ghost weenie. This but, is too much. I can't. But anyway, there's a story. Uh, Johnny. Uh, uh Oh, my gosh. What's his? Uh, Johnny Johnny Horton. Okay. Was a country singer back in the 50s. Okay. He sang, um, he would always sing like, you know, sink the Bismarck. Our older listeners will know who I'm talking about. Okay. He had a buddy, much like I'm friends with, with your husband. Yeah, yeah. And he said, look, I feel like I might die. No. He said that. He told his friend that. Friend's like, oh, you're not going to die, Johnny. You're young. He said, no, I think I, I'm, I'm getting these premonitions. I'm going to die. That day he died? No. Okay. He said, so let's make a pact. Oh, okay. The guy's like, okay, what do we want to do? Let's slice our rip. No, he didn't say that. Oh he gosh. said, here's the thing. I'm gonna, if I die or if you die, whoever dies first, okay. I'm going to reach out to you, and this is what I'm going to say. As a as a spirit, as a ghost. as a ghost. Okay, wait do you do you not think ghosts and spirit are interchangeable? I think they are. It, okay. it's the same thing. Go ahead. He said, "This is what I'm going to say." Okay. The drummer was a rummer, and he couldn't keep a beat. Now that's a very specific code. Okay, but he knows the he knows. Hold on. A couple weeks later, Johnny dies in a car crash. Yeah. Dead. Dead. Fast forward 20-something years. Okay. The buddy's still alive. Still waiting on the... Still uh, waiting on Johnny to reach out. Yeah. Gets a phone call. Okay, yeah. From a psychic in New York. No. This story has been told. You can research it. Gets a call from a psychic in New York. She said, hey, are you so-and-so? Let's just say Justin. Yeah, yeah. And, and are you Justin? He goes, yeah. She goes, do you know a Johnny? Yeah. He's like, I knew him like 20 years ago. Yeah. He's dead. She said, well, he keeps talking to me. I keep hearing him. And he goes, what do you, she goes, he wants me to pass a message to you. He's like, what does he want? What's he saying? She said, he's saying something like the drummer was a rummer. <laughs> And he couldn't keep a beat. No. I mean, no. Come on. Now, was that Johnny? I don't think so. Was it an evil spirit? A demon spirit that's playing with that guy's mind? Possibly. It just... No. I mean, you would have to believe a lot of garbage to, like, think that story is real. But what are the odds? Okay, let's say I die and I pass him and me and Justin have a pact. No, I'm saying Would it you didn't believe happen. it 20 no, no, years no. from now? He hears I'm that. I'm saying it didn't happen. I'm saying it didn't happen. I'm saying that's a tall tale folklore, like some kind of garbage that was passed down from somebody, 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 and none of it was real. No. No. You're you're I'm saying so worked up right now. You're saying no. fake news. I'm saying the whole thing. I'm saying someone made up a really cute story. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so what about this one? This lady calls in a gym. No, I'm not. No. This was a be- this was a cute one. And and she goes, I had to change a tire, like, 30 years ago. 
I was on the side of the road. Guy comes up, says, can I help you with it? He's wearing a suit, a brown suit with a fedora. Okay. He helps her change the tire. He disappears. She's like, I don't know who the man was. She said, fast forward 30 years later, same guy appears to help me in the same suit and the same hat. And he resembled my great-grandfather when I actually looked. Because she said, I couldn't really look in his face. You couldn't really get a good look in his face. I don't know. You believe that? That's a heartwarming story there. I don't know. I just don't know. Do you think... See, I I, I go back to if, if I'm a guardian angel... I feel like guardian angels the worst gig to have because I want to be in heaven. I think you'd have to believe in guardian angels. But are, are there angels sent from heaven to... Uh, uh, here's the thing that I get. Okay, but are there angels that are your long lost dead relatives? I don't no. think so. Here's the thing, and this is going to make a lot of people mad when okay. I say this. I, 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 I love Jesus. I'm a Christ follower. You know... That's me. That's my story. That's good. Yes. That's not what's going to make people mad. When people die. Okay. I said earlier, my mom passed away 39 years ago. They always go, well, mama's watching over me. I always want to be honest with them and say, no. No, mama is not watching over you. don't you. think she is? No. Okay. None of our loved ones are watching over us. You don't think? I 100% don't agree why with that. Do you, why? Because if they... There's no sin in heaven. Okay. If there's no sadness in heaven. Okay. If they're watching you and you and me in our life, there's going to be sad at times. How is that possible? You think they'll be sad? 100%. Let's say I go out and I rob a bank. Don't you think your mom would be sad that her son is robbing a bank and choosing bad life choices? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, when you really think about it, they are not wasting time watching us. So it gets back to... Interesting thoughts. It gets back to the guardian angel gig. So do I think my mom is my guardian angel? Heck no. I wouldn't want her to be. Because I've done some crappy things in my life. Yeah. And if she's having to watch them, imagine that. That's not fun. Yeah. She's having to watch me. Wanna, what we talk about on the Sarah Roberts where I want to watch... Uh, shrimp on the Barbie just to see a butt. That's funny, yeah. She's in the room with me. You're true. Weird. I think worst gig in heaven. I think, you know, if you get assigned the the guardian angel gig, you're you're stuck on earth. I'm like, gosh, it seems terrible. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's like that. So that's where I'm like, I don't know. You disagree with me. I don't think it's like... How do we get here? <laughs> like, well, I just, I, I think, no, we, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's like guardian angel stuff. Like, I don't think angels, I don't know. I don't, maybe I don't know enough. But when I was asking, do you agree with what I'm saying? On, I feel like as humans, we, we help guard our emotions and give us comfort by telling ourselves that our, our loved ones that are gone yeah, yeah. are spending time with us. Yeah, I don't it's know. not always true. No, I know. It's just like a thing people say to make you feel better, to not have an awkward moment or like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When you're like, my mom's dead and the other person is just like, yep. Or they could be like, but she's watching you from heaven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But she's in your heart. She is in, her, she is in my heart. I mean, I think about her every day. There's not a day I don't think about my mom yeah. 39 years later. Yeah. But. Yeah. 
do I think she's sitting in the studio with us right now going, man, first off, she'd probably think my life was boring. <laughs> she'd be like, does this guy do anything fun? Like, I have to watch him talk all day. That's funny. And now I'm going to go to work and ask Courtney if she would be ghost bait. Uh, <laughs> all right. How did we get here? But Robert the know, dog. But the doll freaks me out. And is this, I mean, like, is this some kind of, like, what happens if someone burns it and then it's done? I should have asked him, like, could someone just burn Robert? That's what I'm saying. If it if it has this power to make all of these people's lives, whatever, like, just somebody be the quote-unquote sacrifice and, like, go light it on fire and just, like, be done with it. I did like how he kind of judged the lady bringing Robert out to him. He was like, this lady's she, she crazy. <laughs> I know. Was like, she, but yeah. it tells me that, like, that David, that was his name, right? David, David? yes. It tells me that, like, David, like, also has... Like a point where he's like, okay, come on now. You know, <laughs> I just he, think my point is way, way like closer to what I feel is reality than like his. <laughs> is that terrible? Yeah. It's like if he's up here, you're yeah. down here, but you might still be on the same line. True. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Whereas I'm probably in between you and him. I'm not where he's at because I've never got to see a ghost and I don't want to see a ghost. If I saw a ghost, I liked his explanation on why people, their brain is trying to is make, make sense, sense of, of the yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was very interesting, yeah. Very interesting. But, I don't know. People are like, oh, yeah, I have this picture with a ghost in it. Let me show you. And then it's just, like, kind of a blur in, like, the background or on the side. And I'm like, that's a fingerprint. Or that's, like, a like light shining through this thing over here. You know what I mean? I'm like, there's so many. Could it be? I mean, I guess. How old was he? Wasn't he, like, elementary school when he said that? Yeah. How mad would you be if one of our kids' teachers came in and showed them a ghost photo? It would freak my son out. He, he wants to get in the bed with us all the time anyway. If there's thunder, he wants to sleep with us. No. I'd just be like, I don't know. I'm pretty frank with my kids. I'm like, yeah, that's not real. Go to bed. Oh, I would tell <laughs> them it's not real. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not real. But then I'd be like, I want to see that picture. No. Like, I'd want to see it. I'm so fascinated with Maybe that Maybe part stuff. of my, like, that's not real is a cover-up because I don't want it to, like, get me, right? Yes. Maybe Your so, defense mechanism is to say, not real. Not real. I'm good. And then I feel I'm like not it there. can't get me. I, I think. I don't know. I, I think if like there's spirits, real. they're evil. No, there's good spirits. You don't think? You're, you just said you were a Christian. I am. Okay, so are there good spirits? Don't, I, don't there Christians is, believe there's good spirits? There is good spirits. Okay. But I think the malevolent malevolent ones are the ones I'm scared of. Okay. And I think those are demons. Okay. The ones that are like, you know. Demons make that noise. That's my noise. That's my demon noise. That's <laughs> your demon noise? I'm sure nobody is listening at this point because we've gone like. I don't know. I don't know. David, you're awesome. I think... It's so fun to, like, get a peek inside your brain and see how you think and, like, how these things, how you really make them feel almost real. Although, I'm like, I still don't know. I'm just having a hard time, really. I think that's all it is. Like, I'm having a hard time. I've never believed in stuff like that. Even growing up, like, my family didn't believe in stuff like that. I've never had an encounter. And so, he was talking about the different wavelengths and, like, I'm probably just on a different wavelength. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like... Because my husband will swear up and down like he had an experience. 
his dad will swear up and down. He had an experience. Also, he had an experience with aliens we talked about. So it's like, maybe I'm not on that wavelength. And let me tell you, I'm okay with that. I think I'm okay with I not being totally on that I'm totally okay team. with that. I, so, I, I don't, don't want to be on that. I don't want a Ouija board in my house. Hold on. Okay. So we kind of had a, this is so off topic. Can I go here? You can. Okay. I, I know we're going long. This is so, you've said Ouija board. Now I sort of have a problem. Okay. We, we had, so I, I have a lot of kids. I, they range from 13 to two mm-hmm. and I am like all day long. I will support you and your thing until you try to put it on kids. Kids are just kids. Like, let them be kids. Let them run around outside. Let them have fun. Let them just enjoy life before it's too crazy. Earlier this summer, Target did a whole thing, right, with the bathing suits. Do you know about this? Target did a thing. They sold these bathing suits that tuck tuck penises to so that so that boys could pretend wow. to be girls. I did find out about that. To. Okay, so that was a whole <laughs> from thing. you. Yes, All we, fair. I, we actually talked about this. So. And I was like, man, if, like, a dude needs to do that to, like, that's his thing, then, like, that's fine. Target was selling bathing suits for children that have this. And I'm like, no. Like, a six-year-old, we're not there. Like, a six-year-old's not, like, a sexual person. Like, this is, we're not, that's totally inappropriate. 100%. And I felt like it just crossed the line for me. So, I was like, I'm just not going to go back to Target. Like, it was too much. It got me, like, pretty riled up because... Because of like the kid factor in it, and you like Target, I really yeah I do like. So I'm, have you been back? I've not been back except for my daughter and her friends came over on Wednesday, and we had to kill an hour. And I was like, let's just run into Target. My two year old broke my favorite hair clip. I got it at Target a long time ago. I was like, I'm gonna go get another one. We go in there, and the girls go straight to the clothes. It's totally fine. I'm like, I'm gonna grab my hair clip, then I'm gonna check out, then we're gonna go. I grab my hair clip. I Try to round them up at, like, the clothing section. Mom, look at this. It's so cute. It's, like, ABCs. I hold up this sweatshirt. It's a black sweatshirt, and it has the alphabet on it. It is a Ouija board on a black sweatshirt being sold at Target, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't like that. That's weird. That's weird. But I will say this. We had Jeff, Jeff, who is going to be on our Halloween episode next week, how does he feel about Ouija board? I asked him about that, and you'll hear, but he's going to say, a Ouija board is what you make of it. He said, in a lot of ways, Monopoly is more evil than a Ouija board. He said, it's just a board game. He said, we treat it how we want to treat it. We imagine things. Yeah, but the whole premise of Monopoly is not to, like, summon the devil. I mean, Summon your weird, financial. Right? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, it's, you have to listen to it. Listeners, please tune in next week to our Halloween episode. This is a Halloween episode. We have one more next week, a bonus one on Halloween that we're going to be dropping. So, hey, we actually have a question. Yeah. Um, this is from Emily in Florida. So we have somebody from Florida, actually. Yeah. She, it's always women. It is. We have That's a lot fun. of women well, listeners. We're fun, though. We'll take it. Yeah, okay, we'll, take, so we'll take any listeners. Emily from Florida. Of our 8,000 8, listeners, Emily is one of them. Okay. Hey, Em. Um, she wants to know, how do you get the guest, and are you excited when you get the guest? Okay, let me answer this. Brad always gets the guest, and he gets so excited, and he always calls me or texts me, and he's like, we've got so-and-so, we've got... And I am, like, I live under a rock, I think, maybe just because my life is so insane. So I'm always like, that's awesome. Who is that? (laughs) 
every time I'm like, that's so cool. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> he could be like, we've got President Joe Biden. And I was like, who? Who? Who's Biden? I'd who? be like, who? What? He might say that himself. Oh, uh, that was a mean joke. Um, it's only mean because it's true. Like, it breaks my heart that he's he seems to be, like, losing his He does. He does. That breaks my heart. And then I feel like he, at this point, he's like a puppet almost. And that hurts, you know? It is is weird. Let him rest or let him just like go to a garden. Not a garden, like a random garden. But, you know, like outside of the gardens and like let him just chill and not try to run the country. It is weird. Now, when it does come, when we do come to guests, I try not to get political people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I don't want to divide. I like like everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can be, uh, you can be left, you can be right, you I can be center. Come on in. The thing about political people is that they're just people. They are. Like now, I like to know. Where, I would love to know how they got to where they were. Money. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, you have to have money to have campaign to do all the things, and so true. Like knowing people and having money. I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, the fun guests are the ones that, you know, chat. It, here, here's a little. Here's a little tip for you listeners. If the chat is a long chat, then they really have fun. If it's a short chat, they're just doing us a solid. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if it's a 15-minute cool chat. Way. It's but it's so cool to meet people. It is. But we've kind of evolved, too. Like, yeah. from the early conversations to now, I let them go a little longer because I just enjoy. I'm, I'm trying. Not, no, I don't cut cool. it off. It. I used to be like, I'll ask you 15 minutes, and at 15 minutes, we're going to cut it off for you. No, but now I'm like, if you want to hang up, you can hang up mid-conversation. Yeah, no, it's good. It just be weird. So the answer to the question is Brad finds people that he finds interesting, and he will like, I feel like you look probably look people up all day long. And if there's a way to contact an interesting person, he will send them a contact. And if he gets um, a, res- a response, then it's usually a go. It is. Yeah. It, sometimes I get rejected. You know, only a couple of times. I would say eighty percent of my emails never get responded to. Yeah, but I'm twenty percent respond, and I would say fifteen percent say yes. And so, if people are listening, you know somebody interesting, email the show because I would love to talk to them. They don't have to be, you know, be a, a famous person. I mean, I think I people are interesting that have worked at a bread plant for thirty years. Why have you done that? Well, maybe we should look up dirty jobs. You know that guy? Oh, I bet there's a lot of people on his Instagram. Yeah. Mike Rowe. That's the guy. Mike Rowe, Brad Lowe. We got it made here. We just, oh we, could, we could connect. You think he would come on though? I don't know if he would like have the time. I don't know what he does now. Is dirty jobs still a thing? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think it is, but he might have people on his Instagram that did dirty jobs. Oh, for that, sure. Yeah. Like I would love to talk to a long haul ice trucker. Really? This fascinating to me. Deadliest catch people. Okay, I'd love to talk to them. Long haul ice trucker literally just drives the truck. Yeah, but you're driving in ice, which I don't like driving oh, in ice. I thought you were talking about like ice. Oh cream my sports. gosh, no! <laughs> he's an ice cream guy. No, he's driving over ice like water in Alaska. Nope. Yeah, I want to know like what crazy person wants to do that. Don't sign me up. Yeah, uh, deadliest catch. You're out in the middle of the ocean in Alaskan Some water. Those people die. I know. So you got a risk of death. Oh, when someone dies, what do you do with them? You head back like you're like, well, screw it. We're not going to catch anything. You head back <laughs> with the dead. body. Well, and you like do a whole thing or do you just like, well, we're already out here. We might as well catch something. Or do you, you don't overboard them, right? They, well, they yeah, like, you do. 
You, well, you don't throw them overboard, no. When I was in the Navy, we would do that. Like, we would, they would, families would want their, let's say just, Justin would be buried at sea, right? So they would bring his body on our boat, and then we'd have a little ceremony okay, and that's just different pitch him than over. if someone dies while you're out there, and you're like, well, see ya, and you, like, chuck him over. That's way different. You think they're, where are they, where are they storing you in the, in the ice chest with that's the, what I'm asking. with the meat? No, they're so, throwing you over. Or they're taking you back. You have a family. What if it's a week day? What if it's a week? You're, you're 2,000 miles out. It's going to be five days before you get back to, to shore. Oh, you're the they're, they're chunking you. You're getting chunked. Or. And they're telling Kristen, the Brad, that Megan. The coming to get you. What if the helicopter can't? What if it's bad weather? There's so many what ifs I can give you. I've been, in the, I've been out at sea. I know it's rough. You're, they're chunking the body. Bye-bye, Brad. Kristen, well, we lost Brad. David, thank you for your time. <laughs> yes. David, thank you for your time. This has been a great episode. Follow us on workadviceforme at gmail.com. You can email us there. Follow us. Slide in our DMs. Ask us some questions. The questions are always so fun. So, yeah, do yeah. that. If you guys have any kind of, like, random question, any clearly random question. we'll talk about anything. Yeah, we actually hardly ever talk about the actual topic, I think. It's been... Anyway, well, for Brad... And B. B. See you next time. Bye, y'all.